Wake up in the morning, make you two sloppy eggs. Find a piece of cheese and put it on some bread. Have a cup of joe, and the next thing that you know, it's time for you to hit the road. Make my day, I like it in the morning. Make my day, and even in the afternoon. Make my day, sometimes in the evening. Make my day, and even when I'm sleeping too. All right, everybody, welcome back to Make My Day. I'm really happy to have you guys uh, with me today. Today we have Liz Davis on the show. It's a great interview. We talk about breath and being in your body, and we talk a little bit about current events, what's going on, uh, and how to direct your energy so you're not being really overwhelmed, swallowed up by all of the craziness that's happening in the world. Liz is a yoga teacher, a coach. Uh, she does Reiki. She does all sorts of stuff. You should definitely check her out at Liz underscore Davis with two S's. Uh, also LizDavisHealings.com. But yeah, we had a great conversation. I'm excited to share it with you guys. Uh, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Um, today for me, it's March 9th, 2022, and it's a beautiful day. It's about 50, 55, 59 degrees, depending on uh, what time you're looking at the thermometer. And uh, it's a good day to go outside. I might play some golf here. I just worked uh, just worked some work, and uh, now I'm thinking about going outside and maybe playing a little bit of golf. But um, yeah, I hope you're doing well. And uh, speaking of golf, uh, let's hit some sports. Austin FC has won their first two games by commanding fashion, 5-0 against Cincinnati and 5-1 against Miami. It's really impressive. I was at the first one, the opener. It was really exciting. A lot of fun, great energy. If you've ever, if you're ever gonna go out there, you definitely should. You're gonna notice the energy immediately. You're gonna get a big energy boost. If you're low on energy, I'd recommend going out there, supporting the Verdes, and I think you're gonna have a great time. All right, let's go ahead and take some calls. Uh, caller number one, you're on Make My Day. Yeah, hey Marcus, it's Tina Tottenham. Hey. And, um, I've just been having some struggles with business, mm, um, sure. not personal, but yeah. um, business. And I was just wondering if you had any, any good advice to maybe make a few more sales, uh, increase my bottom line, mm-hmm. um, or just have a little bit more business in general. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, thanks, Tina. Uh, I think that's a great question. A lot of people have been trying to do a little bit more business, especially in this economy. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, so you're going to want to up your business. Um and the first thing I would say, kind of what you were hinting at, it's not personal, right? I know you're not having any personal struggles. It doesn't sound like you're having any personal struggles at all. Uh, but remember, business isn't personal. So when you're having that one-on-one with your client, make sure they know, hey, maybe even sit them down and say this, hey, it's not personal, it's business. That's going to get you on the right foothold to start the relationship off in a good way. And that's going to get the business flowing. Thanks, Tina. Caller number two, you're on Make My Day. Yeah, hey, Marcus, it's Gary Mankus. Hey. And I've just been really struggling at the pump. I, uh, yeah. I've been looking at these new gas prices that Biden did, and they're just so high. I don't know what I can do to afford mm. them. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm wondering what they have to do, because I'm going to have to drive my car to go places like the grocery sure. like the grocery store as sure. well as uh, to to play racquetball and mm-hmm. to go to work sometimes as well. I'm sure. not kind of retired, but I'm more of a half-time retired. Uh-huh. You know, we all got to be working in this economy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just wondered if you got any ideas thanks to hang up and listen yeah thanks gary i think that's a great question um a lot of people are struggling at the pumps what are you going to do the pumps uh you got to go to the pump 
And uh, I, uh, you know, I'm right there with you. So if you invested in gas futures, you might be doing pretty well right now. But if you and didn't invest in gas futures, maybe you invested in gas past, which I think a lot of us did, uh, in fact, you're kind of wondering what to do. Um, if you live in a good metropolitan area, uh, say New York City, uh, maybe you take a train. Maybe try taking a train. If you're going to live in a more uh, bike-centric place, try taking a bike. Um, other than that, I'm not really sure what to do. Maybe uh, use uh, Uber Eats for your groceries um, and then get a job on Zoom. Uh, thanks, Gary. I hope that helped. All right, guys. Without further ado, Liz Davis. What have you been doing lately? What have you been up to? Um, well, really, for me, the pandemic was... The, the best thing that happened to me, it really yeah. helped me get focused in a variety of ways, a of like what I really wanted to do um, and getting away from teaching just yoga and really focusing on primarily working with women and blending um, energy work, yoga and hypnosis and life coaching into one full a uh, six or 12 re- week experience that I guide people through. Um, so just the creation of all of the tools that I've been collecting since 2009, since I've been in the health and wellness world professionally since then. Um, so that's really what I've been in that space of um, just really stepping into this mastery and creating uh, an accessible thing for people to go through so that they can also come to a place where their life is thriving even when things are externally really challenging. When you're doing, are you doing any uh, individual coaching too or no? I do, yes. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. But those were, that you were describing were, were kind of uh, group like retreats, right? I do both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do group retreats, one-on-one, and then I also do corporate wellness too. Oh, okay, cool. So like you'll have uh, a bunch of guilt-ridden Google employees call you up <laughs> and ask them to ask you to exercise the demons from them. <laughs> no, not yet, but I'm totally available for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, I, no, I get booked to like do guided meditations and breath work and, and yoga for various companies, and it's all done via Zoom, you know? Oh, so okay. it's um, Well, especially yes. now, right? <laughs> yes, but which is great because I've gotten to travel a lot and um, because m- my business is more mobile now. So that's also a great thing. A lot of stuff has been going on in the world, and that's been uh, sort of disorienting. I think for a lot of people, uh, uh, everyone's kind of found their way to to manage that. Um, but how how would you say you maintain like a balance of mental health uh, throughout all this uncertainty that's been going on in the world? Mm. Well, really mastering your mornings. Mm. I think is the the best way because how you start your morning is typically kind of how the rest of your day goes. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I sleep with my phone in a completely different room. Mm. Um, and I wake up and I'll do my gratitudes, just say it out loud or write it down. Um, just f- really start the day with something positive in terms of writing 
or reading a book um, and saying affirmations out loud, looking at myself in the mirror is really like a great way that I start my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I do sometimes sit for meditation, but often that's not what when, when I'm feeling called for meditation, I'm, I'm more like meditation at night. I love just to start the day with like a lot of stoke, a lot of intentionality, writing mm-hmm. off like, you know, making a list of the top three things that I want to get done that day. I mean, it's just like finding that rhythm, right? There's no like prescription that is like the best. It's really like, oh, yeah. What find like what brings you joy? Mm-hmm. Try, you got to try on a bunch of different things and see what works for you. Yeah. And so what brings me joy is really mastering my mornings, not letting my email or Instagram set the intention or my mood for the day, but me being in charge of that. Do you have like a regular alarm clock or do you just wake up like naturally? I actually, yeah, I just have like a a battery OG alarm clock. Nice. Yeah. But I really don't like to set my alarm. I like to just kind of wake up, but... I started doing this little walk around the neighborhood in the morning, like a morning walk, which has been a, like, I feel like it's a good way for me to kind of wake up my body just a little bit, like a light way, like not a hard exercise way, but, you know, get breathing and all that stuff. That's been kind of nice. But yeah, mornings are pretty cool. I like them. Yes. I love walking too. I love yeah, I kind of feel like it's weird how nice walking is. Like, Is it? Um <laughs> yeah well is it weird you know it's sort of weird yeah i think it's weird because uh so uh i was in new york i think you remember that right and um we came back and my walking has gone down a lot i would say in austin uh because of car driving and and I've kind of been reintroducing it more just as like a I'm not walking to anything I'm just walking now and I've found that to be really nice it's like you know like take the headphones out of your head and just like breathe and walk like walk slowly too you know really deliberately I've found that's really like that makes me start to like listen to myself again it's yeah nice. that's beautiful it's beautiful awareness yeah. What do you think about breath? I mean, it's the gateway to everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing we can go the least amount of time without, so it should let you know it's somewhat important. <laughs> yeah. What uh, What else do you think about breath? I mean, breath is so multifaceted. It's mm-hmm. connecting, it's a rush, it's grounding, it's calming, it helps you give birth to a child. Um, it's what opens your mm-hmm. muscles up to create more flexibility in your body. Um, it brings you back into the present moment. I mean, breath, the breath is prana. The breath is life without mm-hmm. breath. We're dead, mm-hmm. which is why I, I don't agree with covering our breath. You know, 70% of our detoxification process comes from the breath. Oh, wow. Yeah, most people don't know that. But that's, yeah, 70% of how we detox our body physically comes from breathing. Wow. Yeah. So what do you think we're doing when we're covering our breath? We're blocking our detoxification process. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's sort of interesting too because uh, I guess this is sort of related when you're breathing <coughs> in through, like you're supposed to breathe in through your nose generally, right? Because there's a filtration system, right? Yeah, and it's more calming and um, you're best to exhale out of the, the mouth. mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like an it's like a you don't yeah you, there's an in and an out in most processes. Mouth right? breathing is more anxiety inducing. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay, so, and I know we're, I'm kind of going all over the place at this point, but uh, I, I do want to, because I've been meaning to Google this, but I figure since you're here, I'll just ask you, uh, what are, like, what what's going on when you do, when you, like, mess with breath? Because I'll do stuff where I'm sitting in the sauna, and I'll do, like, really deep breaths, and, like, and then just hold it, and I get, like, weird you know, I'll get like weird things. I like playing with like breath holds and stuff. Like just in how you were saying, like you know, breath can help with like giving birth or like in in different sort of scenarios. You can play with it almost as like this governor of your body, right? Mm-hmm. So what? So which can, is the interface of this reality? The spiritual connection between your breath and what you're doing is like basically you're blasting open your pineal gland, which is this gland in the center of your mind that is your spiritual activation center that's secreting various amount of chemicals and hormones into your body that is creating a bliss inducing state mm-hmm. um, as far as like what is going on I think that's still kind of like the mystical question mm-hmm. um, I mean you're connecting with something that is I think, you know, this spiritual essence with your breath when you're holding it and you're you're connecting with yourself and your essence and your body is really like the key to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your body is like such a gift. I actually went and saw this guru speaking and she said, you know, this is actually really interesting because I just popped into my mind that my first shaman that I worked with said the same thing. Everybody is obsessed with this, like, you know, getting into the other side or ascending. Yeah. The best gift that we have is this body. It's the gods that envy us. Yeah. Because we have this body. So I feel like the breath is just an invitation to experience this gift that is your body even more dynamically. Yeah. Yeah, I've had it's funny you say that cuz I've I've had friends who are who are like starting to go down these sorts of uh you know, explorations and paths and and so many of them are just like I want the, you know, the whatever's the the, the aliens to take me away or like I want off this planet you know like like ascending and stuff like that that doesn't vibe well no one's coming to save you but yourself yeah, yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking too <laughs> and not all aliens are benevolent or chill yeah, <laughs> yeah. i feel like there's probably you some can get to take into someone's planet and be someone's pet yeah you know you well, could end up being an we, alien's dog or something we have no idea you know i i think that is a big thing where people are talking about the, the ascension the ascension is a vibratory thing and when you're moving through dimensional realities much like in stranger things things look the same you're in a realm interesting and it's not going to look necessarily different i mean your consciousness that creates that society will eventually make the outward view of that society look different because you're resonating on a different consciousness yeah 
but you know, it's not like all of a sudden the earth is going to change or what you're looking at is going to change. Like you're moving through different dimensional realities all the time based on your frequency and things just look the same. Like you're not. Yeah. I think that that's a really good point. Um, and that it's, it's kind of funny that everyone's, there's so many people who are just expecting it to look like how it would look if everything looked the same, but different. Like it's like the future. It's like a sci-fi movie or something like that. And it's like, well, what if it, what if you like, just to be as simple as possible, what if you had like three arms instead, you know, or like two sets of eyes? I mean, we still have to like create that and bring that into fruition somehow, you know? Yeah. yeah, We're going to, people do think that we're going to wake up and like be living in the Jetsons or something like that though. Yeah. Or, but, but even that is so limiting to think that we would have a physical, like the same physical experience or even like, I've talked about this a few times, but like the same sort of narrative structure that's linear, you know, like mm-hmm. we're so, we're so limited in the way we expect what ascension would look like or like that we would even be there to comprehend it in the same sort of, uh, you know, uh, personification of our own soul that we comprehend in this reality. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just I guess we should just breathe, uh, you know, in our lives. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, like the best thing that you can do for any ascension process is honestly be of service and be a good person. You yeah. know, if there, that is like um, that is like the most godliness energy to put out. Um, and they say, you know, that's what the Earth is doing. It's ascending to a higher vibratory state of consciousness, which is why we're seeing all this gnarliness that's always been here, but now it's just coming to the surface, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, ascension is a really interesting thing and it's not coming from anybody else really but yourself because you are contributing to the reality in which you're perceiving based on your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and frequency. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to think about, too. Um, uh, like, I would love to go down a road in which we're also talking about, like, what about um, um, sort of parallel, simultaneous realities? Multiple like realities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's another reality where we didn't do this call. Yeah, I know. We almost didn't because you had a massage. But we decided yeah. at least decided to do it anyway. We but, did it anyways. But you're still going to have the massage. I am. And, you know, but they say that, you know, there's multiple different realities. I mean, I just honestly just experienced this with my dad, right? So every morning, uh-huh. and part of my, uh, my routine is I actually say out loud, um, I align myself to the highest and best timelines possible for me today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you can look into it. It's called timeline therapy. It's actually a thing. And again, that's looking at our timelines in a nonlinear kind of sense and starting to understand that if we heal something forward or back, I mean, the perception of it, right. We can place various things and then that will ring out into all these timelines. So, yeah, I mean, my, my dad almost died in early September, just a fluke, you know, and looking back on the day, it's almost like it looked like he almost would have died in this timeline. Like my dad and I had maybe one of the best conversations we ever had. Mm-hmm. He gave my sister and I some Persian rugs and a, a Salvador Dali <laughs> painting. And, wow. you know, his girlfriend gave us like just a singular picture of him. 
Um, we got to the our beach house. He was like helping us on load, which he hadn't really done in a while. And we're like, oh my God, this is like the best day ever with dad. Wow. And then he got super hot and dehydrated and had the consciousness to, to sit down, luckily, so we didn't fall. <clears throat> and then literally five minutes later, the paramedics were there asking me, if my dad had a will and I was sitting there with my dad and when we would like kind of lean forward and my dad and I talked about it, we would hear these chimes. Like we were almost like leaning into his like death timeline. Yeah. And then when we lean back, it would just be us talking, you know? And so I, he said, if the more I lean back, I could just hear you talking to me. And I just stayed with that. And my sister was like saying all these intentional prayers and sending the love. And it was like the three of us and our love for each other literally like skipped this probability of my dad dying. Like our frequency raised it. And then he totally ended up being fine. And I picked him up from the hospital. Like nothing had ever happened. Wow. So what was, was what was wrong? What was the thing that happened? He just got really dehydrated and overheated. Hmm. But it slowed his heart down so much that his heart almost stopped. Wow. Yeah. Is so he, I think is that he drinking more water now. Yeah, hopefully. That's yeah. Good. He needs some <laughs> minerals too, right? Oh, yes. But I think that that happens a lot to people like those almost if situations. And I honestly think that those are us like moving through different dimensional possibilities. Yeah, there I it it does seem like when moments like that and they don't have to be like near death experiences, but just like really intense and energy like you can you if you have your like senses up, you can like feel it that you're in it in that moment. I don't know. Things are. Yeah, and then sometimes it feels like some often it's it's more of a uh, a lull, and you have to be in your practice or whatever you want to call it, and and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad to hear your dad's doing good. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say is a good antidote for cynicism? Hmm. Well, all those things are happening for you and not to you. Mm-hmm. So I would say get out of victimhood. It is what it is. And by you being upset at people or <clears throat> it letting it take away your joy is being a victim. When people are starting to use like violence towards your sovereignty, towards your choice, which we're heading towards. Yeah. Um, karmically, um, in yoga, you practice nonviolence ahimsa, but there's also this other thing that people don't mention in spirituality is that you are allowed to defend yourself. Um, If somebody comes at you with a violent energy, then it is okay karmically to defend yourself, even if you end up hurting or harming that person because they have encroached upon your sovereignty. And I think that's where we kind of get into it, you know? Um, And sometimes you have to wait for those moments of really stepping up into it to... uh, come to the surface right we all have different moments that we feel called for capital t truth and sometimes it's not glamorous sometimes you're going to be hated um you know it's not um 
you feel your dharma. Like if you feel something really like if it bothers you instead of feeling like defeated or cynical about it, then what is your inspired action that would actually help contribute versus just complaining about it? So in some ways, uh, obsessing over uh, potential negative outcomes is just a trap. It's just like an addiction. Well, you're, yeah, you're kind of just like, I mean, where you put your attention is where energy is going. So you're literally sending energy to the exact thing that you don't want to have happen. Your energy would be much more useful towards focusing on like, what is the solution? How can I contribute to make this X, Y, Z, whatever it is that you want to create? So then I think that that ends up being at odds with like this um, very pragmatic human approach, which is like, hey, threat, this is a threat, you know, I need to put more awareness to it. And it's and people would think that you're if you're not doing that, then you're not being realistic, you're not preparing. Um, you know what I mean? It's like the balance between checking out and like, and checking the news, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you can prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have food and emergency supplies here. I have like a bug out bag. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's not, I'm not like living an illusion. Sure. Um, but I also don't let it rob me of my day to day joy because that's like when that, opposition truly is winning they're taking away your life this is the greatest gift to be a human to live your life to express to love to feel it's cynicism why waste your time yeah you know that's my feeling on it is there's so much more beauty and love and passion to focus on and I choose to focus on that. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, finding the time to, or finding when it is time to take inspired action, that sounds like the right thing. Because otherwise it's all reactivity, right? Yeah. And that's really what a master does. The master is the one who speaks the least. The master is the one that is looking back and seeing what everybody else's moves are. Yeah. The master is not having a temper tantrum. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the master yeah. is calm. It is not reactional. You don't make any wonderful decisions from a reactional place. That is your trauma response taking over. Yeah. Real power is controlled response rather than yeah, reaction. Response. Yeah. So I just think about that. You know, think about the true master is the one that speaks the least, that leans back and watches. So. And I agree. I think that that's a, I think that's a great way of putting it. I think that the whole idea of, of being able to take something in and and pause, add a, like allow space, allow things mm-hmm. to to move rather than being reactionary is sort of like probably one of the biggest first hacks, life hacks you can start. Well, and that's like actually like the real definition of being awokened right uh, spiritually awakened and it's mm-hmm. interesting that the woke culture is so overtaken by their reactionary emotions as what is the best thing and i totally don't agree with that you well, know it's, like, it's kind of a jo- it, it's almost like a joke that it's i like i don't know if it's like a 
on purpose that people say woke like as like a joke yeah i don't know um and if you were to get your tinfoil hat on what do you think is going on in terms of the grand global narrative right now i mean that's obvious isn't it well i'm asking you <laughs> it's obvious to me i just can't get on board with the government really can cares about your health i feel like um you know, you see power grabs, people in power. I love history. My dad was a history teacher. I mean, mm-hmm. all you have to do is look at history. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And that's what these tyrants have across the world. Mm-hmm. And they've been giving a little taste of it. And, um, you know, people are standing to make trillions of dollars on these various things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's just like, follow the money. Well, there's... Also a bit of a spiritual component to this, wouldn't you say? Well, I'll start here physically. Um, People practice actively black magic, dark magic. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's been going on for forever. Uh, So there's also people that are are good hearted it's kind of just like what you put your deeds into is kind of the magic that you're playing with you know this life as we live it is magical in and of itself and yeah how you choose to create your reality and what you choose to support and be a part of is kind of choosing the team uh, essentially that you're on and so how that transfers up into the spiritual realm is like you know, I did this hero's dose mushroom trip before where, you know, Michael Pollan tells you to blindfold yourself. And mm-hmm. I did. And it was so amazing. And I really thought I, I saw like energies, you know, I could see there was like other dimensional frequencies there, yeah. you know, um, some of them felt really good when I was thinking loving thoughts, more like angelic kind of vibes or yeah. when I would have those like darker moments i felt more of like creepy like creepy vibes you know and so spirituality is connected to how we're playing in this physical realm so you're kind of playing with demons or angels based on your choices yeah and um you know there's uh, when you live in fear you're draining your energy to a, a darker, a, a lesser force, right? Um, yeah. S- spirituality says, you know, you're kind of contributing to the dark side. When we live in fear, which is our whole culture, right? Yeah, for um, sure. Because when you live in abundance and love, like everything is possible. There's it, there's a, a synchronicity to it. There's a flow to it. Um, but it, it's seemingly like they want to create chaos to be then the cure of their order. We'll, we'll call it their new world order. Mm-hmm. Well, they call it that now. They do. They <laughs> Openly. do. Openly. Um, all the time. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it gets fact checked as it's not the new world order they were talking about. It's a different, it's a new, well, new world. It's like, what are those fact checkers? They're owned by those very people that we're talking about. And that's yeah. what, I mean, it's not even a conspiracy if, if you really actually research some things. But the thing about what we're talking about is that if you take this first step mm-hmm. into this realm of there are some things that are consciously, purposely being done to us, to poison us, to harm us. Mm-hmm. 
it is a first step that steps you into a rabbit hole of other things because it is not just one thing. It is a tapestry of yeah. things, right? Yeah. It is a, a tapestry of control and manipulation of governments, of wealth and power. Yeah. And that's what gets overwhelming for people is they look at one thing and then you can rationalize one thing away or, oh, that's just a thing that just happens to be there. Uh, and you really back away from the screen. You can really see the whole magnificence of the patience of this plan of of these small chess moves. Most people are playing checkers. These yeah. people are in power playing chess, you know? I mean, I love mm -hmm. chess for that. It's like, you don't make just the, the move that you're in. You're thinking five, six moves down the line, you know, yeah. of and anticipating what those other things are. So, <clears throat> and you know, of course people in power want to have more power and stay in power. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, but we have to realize that we are the ones with the power, but that's what we're told that we don't and i find it very curious if we weren't so powerful i don't know why they're trying to control us so badly i think that's a good point for me it's like this is what we need to be talking about this doesn't bother me you know people are no. scared of depth of conversation or intensity and i feel like that's really where we miss the mark is that that this is our this is our opportunity this is what we need to talk about is that there is darkness there's actual darkness and evil that we're experiencing on this planet right now it's not all rainbows and sunshine there's some evil shit yeah and you have to feel it to and move through it to let it go and the bypass is when we try to ignore that it's there that and just try to be like, it's okay, or it's not going to happen, or I'm just going to be pissed at them because they're screwing us over. Like, okay, the biggest opportunity we have, I feel, as people and humans at this earth is personal accountability. You are creating your reality. You are a creator. You are so powerful. Imagine yourself living in a better world. Imagine yourself thriving, being in harmony, Get out of this, oh my God, we're headed to a dystopian nightmare because then it will happen because mm -hmm. we're all agreeing upon that as a possibility and therefore it creates that agreement within the collective consciousness. It's called predictive programming. That's why there's things like zombie apocalypse or aliens attacking us. It's mm -hmm. all to control your mind. And when you don't control your own mind, somebody else will that's true it's time to take power back that your mind is malleable and you can manipulate it, it when i became a hypnotherapist it was very alarming how mm -hmm. easy it is to change somebody's mind you don't even have to make sense you just have to say it over and over and over again one of the things that i like to bring to people's attention is how companies spend untold amounts of money on trying to get people's attention and people themselves willingly give it away right they can't they, they it's like too challenging to be in your own head and to be in your own imagination that you turn to these addictive technologies to fill your head with thoughts outside of you that are pretty much designed explicitly to put thoughts into your head right i mean it's designed to be a conscious sucking i mean it's designed to be addictive yeah 
Well, what I'm saying is it's designed to be basically a, a blocker of your own, like, reality-creating power. Well, yeah, they say that, you know, like, the next generation could quite possibly never have an, a unique thought. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, um, that's to- awesome. <laughs> but I will say this. You can always wake up. The human spirit is way more powerful than we even understand. So even when it seems really bleak, like, maybe, like, they think that they could never create, like, you know, they, they think you could be brainwashed that you never have a unique thought. I actually don't believe that. I really don't believe that because I think humans are so amazing and that spiritual connection, it only takes like one moment sometimes to have that loving embrace or something that happens that wakes you up to something else. You're, you're amazing that your divinity. And so I wanted to end it on a happy note and really say that, you know, there's so much power in our presence and the greatest work that you can do is the work within. And if you really want to change the world, change yourself and that will resonate out into the world and inspire others to do the same. It sounds so cliche, but it's really, really, really true. Yeah, it's cliche because they want you to think it's cliche so you don't actually do it. Yeah, and that's the thing. If change was easy, everybody would do it. So Mm -hmm. it's like, but then if you don't change, you're going to wake up and have like a midlife crisis or, Mm -hmm. you know, if you change all the time, like I'm constantly changing, I'm constantly growing, I'm constantly evolving and I'm used to shift and change. I'm used to dealing with reorganizing. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm constantly asking myself where, what is holding me back from being the best version of myself? I could be lazy all day long, but is that what I'm here to do? I mean, I, No, for me, it's no, but you have to feel that calling, right? Like what is your purpose? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's just to scroll on Insta and watch cats playing. Yeah. Or just be busy because you feel like you should be. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was working with one of my clients yesterday and we just eye gaze. We just sat across from one another she was so anxious at first. She was laughing and I was like, yeah, it's okay. You can laugh. Just like let yourself laugh and then just start to breathe and come into this. And all we did was look at each other and I cried. She cried. Mm-hmm. We had the most amazing experience. It was just us sitting across like, you know, not even close or nose touching or anything, a normal distance, a safe distance. And, um, we had the most powerful experience of just being witnessed by each other. Just saying nothing and just gazing into each other's soul is so profound. So it's just coming back to that humanness, you know, grab your partner, don't watch a movie, mm-hmm. watch each other, look at each other paint something together, you know, like mm-hmm. have your friend over, make a meal. Mm-hmm. It's like, stop, stop letting this outside thing be how you connect to each other. Connect with that actual person. It's going to feel so much more satisfying, so much more depth. Liz, how can people find you if they want to find you? Sure. They can find me at LizDavisHealings.com is my website to Mm -hmm. book any sessions or get a clarity call. And you can follow me 
on Instagram at Liz underscore Davis two S's and I won't give my Facebook because I'm never on it. So yeah, uh, that is the best way to find me. Okay. Amazing. Liz, thank you so much for the conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for your willingness to go deep, Marcus. That's oh, the, yeah. that's the judge. So of course have a good massage. Thank you. I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Well, I just got back from golf and I'm happy to report that I just hit a personal record uh, over at Hancock Golf Course uh, in Central Austin. It's a little nine-hole course. Shot a 43, so happy about that. That's pretty good. Um, Also want to make a note that Liz has a new podcast called The Box Unplugged. I think you should check that out as well. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. As always, uh, send me an email at makemydayshow at gmail.com for anything you want to say. Really appreciate guest recommendations. Also, if you want to be featured as a call on the show, that would be awesome. All right, guys. I hope you have a good day. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Wake up in the morning, make you two sloppy eggs. Find a piece of cheese and put it on some bread. Have a cup of joe and the next thing that you know, it's time for you to hit the road. Make my day. I like it in the morning. Make my day. And even in the afternoon. Make my day. Sometimes in the evening. Make my day. And even when I'm sleeping too, make my day. I align myself to the highest and best timelines possible for me today.